Welcome to Digital Marketing That Puts People First, brought to you by The Online Co, where we believe the best way to help small and medium businesses grow is by doing exactly that, putting people first. I'm James Parnwell, and in this episode, we're going to talk about your competition. Are they beating you up? Can you learn anything from them? And have they opened the door for you to dominate in your industry? My co-host, as always, is Jess Caluso. How are you, Jess? I'm good, James. How are you? Yeah, keeping well, keeping well. I'm, I'm excited about this. I love looking at the competition. Yeah, it's always a fun thing. And we've done this for quite a few businesses over the years. Uh, so we've developed a process. We have. We're going to make that as simple as possible. Share our process with everybody. Okay. It is it is a good process. I think I think we should just get straight into let's it today. Let's, let's not fluff about. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so I've, the first question I've got for you, James, is how do you actually find your competition? Yeah, good question. Now, when we talk to clients, they will generally know two or three. For whatever okay. reason, they know they know some of them. So, so they're either in the same area as them or right, you know, them clients somehow, come to them, mention their name. Seeing their yeah. advertising, whatever. So, sure. so okay. that might be two or three of them. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good place to start. <laughs> the, the next thing. To <laughs> Let's do, list those two or three down. That's right. The next thing to do is actually use Google. Now, Google has been developing okay. this algorithm over the last twenty odd years, with over three hundred factors that knows who's got the best content, the most relevant content, who has the highest reputation, and thirdly and most importantly, where are people going on the internet? Yes. So if, you, if a competitor of yours is ranking on the front page, that's a very good indicator that they're a strong competitor. So what you've got so they're to doing do, something right in Google's eyes. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's not just that they've sort of gamed the algorithm and managed to get to the top. No, people actually be going no, there. No, that's and, and People are searching for them and going yeah, there, and right? Google, Google knows yeah. this. So what you've got to do is just okay. have a bit of a punt on what your top keyword is is so if you're an accountant in chatswood it's probably something like accountant in chatswood <laughs> something like that or or if you sell uh blinds and shutters it might be plantation shutters in brisbane or something along those yep. lines now if you don't know what your keyword is jump on facebook send us a message and we'll have a little look see if we can come up with what your best keyword is we use tools like ahref Ahrefs and SEM Rush that can give us some hints, but often we can look at your website and and, and very quickly figure out kind of what some of those out. top yeah. keywords are. So you type them in. What did I say? Accountants Chatswood, and a whole bunch will come up. And I would start looking at one, two, three, and four. That's pretty. That's a good place to start. Okay. Uh, yep. So that's where I would probably start with and get together a list of maybe six to nine competitors like okay that. yep all right so the ones you know we just know them for different reasons and then we're gonna do something a little bit more technical yep. and a bit more scientific Not very. google <laughs> a little <laughs> a bit little just bit. a little bit okay so then we've come up with a list so then my next question for you is then how do we get sort of a, a ten thousand foot view so how do we get a big overview then of all of those competitors now we've got that list of nine yeah What's the next step? All right. So we want to make a grid. So you've got 
your nine competitors. You want to write them down the left-hand side of a piece of paper or you can do it in Word or PowerPoint or whatever tool you prefer. And um, and then you want to create some columns and you want to go and give them a bit of a traffic light system. So the traffic okay. light will be um, red. It either They're either not doing it or it's terrible. Green means it's they're doing it and it's good. And yellow is somewhere in between. It's, it's not quite right, but may, maybe they're doing a bit. Uh, so the, the areas that you want to check off is, number one, do they have a website? Now, I know that's a silly question, <laughs> but we've actually had competitors come to us and say, um, sorry, we've had clients come to us and say, my top competitors are these three, and none of them had websites. And none of them have a website. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, when you say it, you think, oh, gosh, you know, that does sound a bit silly, but there are still lots of businesses that don't have websites. Yeah, and it hasn't just been once. It's, it's been a few times. It's been, yeah, yeah, more often than we you would realise. Well, yeah, you go to their Facebook page or their LinkedIn page and that's kind of where yeah. they're operating. Uh, and often clients come to us, they haven't got a website yet either. So they got to give themselves mm. the, you know, the, the, the red mark. <laughs> the red mark yeah, the, there. The, That's the okay. Mark. Look, I, I guess this grid is just a, a, you know, a good way to sort of get an honest or open view yeah. of all the competitors, including yourself. So actually that takes me to back to a good point. Should we put ourselves in this grid as well, yeah, comparing good, good to all the competitors? I think so. Put yourself at the top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so we've looked at the website, the website first. The next one is the aesthetics. Yep. Is the website nice or is it a bit of a hot mess? So, and, you know, there's no real kind of rules here, but you look at it and you go, that's terrible. Give it the red. Oh, it's okay. Give it the yellow. Oh, it's yep. pretty slick. Uh, give it the green. Yeah. Um, there's no, yeah, there's no rules around. Am I getting this? Group, I guess group you right probably want to kind of look a bit objectively. Yeah. Sort of maybe maybe take your if your emotion out of it if possible. And I just, hate this competitor. This, they're terrible. Yeah. Well, actually, they're <laughs> yeah, therefore by default their website's terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. I guess yeah. If you can do that, sort of just look a bit objectively, like and think things around. Like, is it easy to navigate? Like, do you you know if you're searching for what services that accountant in Chatswood does, as an example. Yep. Is it easy to find them? Yep. Is it easy to understand what they do? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you need to be spending like 10 minutes analysing their website to decide if the aesthetics are good. Actually, the 10-second rule would be a great way to go, bang, oh, this is a horror show. That's Um, a great point. Bang, oh, this looks really good. And and maybe that's all you want to do on the aesthetics question. Okay. the next is around their organic so, social media. And so we're probably talking Facebook and Instagram here. Okay. Most websites will have a link on the homepage somewhere, maybe in the footer or maybe up the top somewhere, and you can just quickly mm-hmm. link off to have a look at them. So, Jess, yeah. if you go and check out a Facebook page or an Instagram page, what sort of things are you looking for to say, oh, this is a green light versus a red light? Yeah, so a couple of things that would mm, – <laughs> make me give a green light for for a Facebook or an Instagram page would be, first of all, do they have one? Uh, but then we're sort of looking at their number of followers. Now that's, you know, not not super important, but it is an indication of the type of following that they've got or, or how engaging they are. Engagement is the next right. thing. So, um, well, actually before engagement, sorry, is how frequently are they posting and are they posting at all? You know, I've, when we've been doing this research in the past, I've come across uh, clients, competitors who haven't posted anything for two or three years, right. um, you know, sort of, sort of since 
2020. Yeah. Uh, okay, are they still in business? Or uh, it starts to raise a lot of questions. So we're looking for um, consistency of posting. Now, it's not to say you have to post every day, but just something that's consistent. Yeah, one. Uh, week, then we go to engage three times a week. That's it. Twice a week. week yeah. Yeah. Is it consistent? If it's less than once a week, it's not consistent, right? Twice a month. Absolutely. Okay. If it's twice a month, I'd be going, "Mm, yeah. Yeah, That's probably a yellow mark. Yeah, yellow to red. Um, And what it would verge, and what would help me sort of tick it over to one or the other would then be the engagement. Right. So are are people reacting to the comment, uh, to the post? Are they commenting on it? Are they sharing it? Uh, If you are getting comments, uh, is that business then engaging with those comments and and having conversations? So uh, those type of things really help to paint a picture of where so organic social media sits within people's greater marketing uh, or within your competitors' greater marketing sort of plan. Okay. So then we want to look. So that's organic. We want to then look at the paid social media. Now, how do you check? I don't know that everybody knows this. You can actually check on Facebook what ads are being shown on Facebook and Instagram. Very quick, how do we check that? Go to Facebook, yep. type in any business's name on Facebook, so one of your competitors that you've got in this grid, type them in and open up their Facebook page. When you scroll down the, that main page of theirs that comes up, on the left-hand side there's a little box that will come up that says Page Transparency and there's a little blue button down the bottom in that box that says See More. So you click on that button and what it'll do is it'll bring up another little box and it'll, just, it'll tell you where their administrators are, like what countries their administrators are in and whether or not they're running ads. And if it says this page is currently running ads, you can click on Ad Library and it will show you the ads that they're running. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, it's not going to show, yeah. Um, so Facebook have done that as part of them being more transparent yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, just pre- transparent with their community. Now, it's not going to show you who they're targeting or how much they're spending and all those types of things, but it will show you the ads that they're running. Okay. Uh, Now, if you're in your competitor's target market, you would get those ads targeted towards you anyway. So, you know, you're you're not seeing anything sort of behind the back door or getting super insights, no. but uh, you are seeing what ads your competitors are running. And you can tell whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, the audience network and Messenger and those, you can see which platforms they're running on. So that's... They're, they're um, a green if they've got ads, they're a red if they don't. It's, there's no yellow for this. Pr- pretty much. Uh, the, we Sometimes we give a yellow. Um, you can sometimes have a look at what landing pages they're going to. Um, and if somebody had an ad that was just driving some... They're, they're, uh, target market to a home page as an example and it was the the landing page was disjointed from the ad we might give a yellow and sort of say oh thumbs up for trying yeah, okay. but you haven't quite executed it too well right. uh that's that's there but yeah generally it's kind of yeah green they're running ads red they're not running ads okay yeah so so then we want to have a look at their linkedin and so we yes. can have a look at their company's linkedin and possibly the ceo managing director business owner their personal profile as well and so we want to look at are they posting there are they getting engagement yeah it's absolutely. it's quite similar to the so facebook instagram the organic social media column absolutely we create a separate column for linkedin because specifically for b2b uh linkedin specifically useful so we we just want to separate that one out 
Yeah, you could also segment it like if you did want to just look at the um, business's page, like their yeah, LinkedIn okay. page, r rather than an individual. But you could do, yeah, you could do. We sort generally of don't. There. We just bundle that in. Yeah, yeah. Because again, we're looking for ten thousand foot view here. We're not. We're looking for details. We, we're, we're aiming for an outcome that says what's the industry like and how can I look at one yeah. page to go bang. These are the winners and these are the losers. Hopefully, we're yeah. not one of the losers. Um, so the next one is SEO. Now, so what would what would you do there, James? Yeah, so I'm going to give you the the very simple one and then a slightly more technical one. Okay. The um, the, the the first the first thing is those that top keyword we're talking about accountants in Chatswood. Mm -hmm. If they're ranking on the front page, they're almost certainly doing SEO. Safe to assume that, right? <laughs> yeah. Now you can leave it at that. If they're not ranking on the front page for that keyword or others that are similar, you you'll you'll have a sense of what they are for your business. Yeah. Uh, then, then they might get the red, um, and if they are, they might get the green. Okay. Now, you can go a bit deeper, and you can look at the way the meta titles are structured, and if they've got keywords in there, uh, if they're too long or too short, um, you can look at the meta descriptions, and you can see uh, whether they've been written carefully or whether it looks like Google's just pulled a piece of text and hoped for the best. Okay. Uh, that's the next layer down. Now, the layer down below that is to get Ahrefs, SEMrush, um, you know, a crawl tool. So get some sort of software. Yeah, and then you start doing really in-depth stuff. Okay. I think for the sake of this podcast, that might be a bit complicated for the average business owner. I was going to say it's probably a, a little bit deeper than our or a little bit more than our 10,000-foot view right, as well, I exactly. suppose. exactly. So. Yeah. So you can decide to go deeper if you choose, but I'd probably leave it there. Okay. So the next column is Google Ads. Um, this is this is a complicated one to to test because Google Ads is not transparent the way Facebook is. They don't tell you. No. So you got to go. You got to type in those ads. Uh, sorry, you got to type in the keyword, and you got to see who's showing ads and who's not. Um, okay. So you'd basically just got yeah come up with a few different keywords which you think yeah your competitors might be running ads yep. for and see if there yeah, are ads or see. not. Now, SEM Rush so has a tool that allows you to see paid. It's wildly inaccurate, but if it's if okay. they're paying for things, then you can be confident that they that they are, but but yep. don't trust okay. the numbers. Obviously, we can use SEM Rush to check the campaigns that we're running to see have they got yes. it right or not. And so at times we've done it, it's been bang on. But nine times out of ten, okay. it's so inaccurate. So it gives us like, really? a, okay. yes, we're doing ads. No, we're not doing ads. But other, otherwise, it's not. Sort of take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Now, the last column is whether they're a direct or an indirect competitor. Okay. And this can be useful to understand are they taking, are they going head-to-head -head with me or are they possibly a substitute? And, and I suppose an example of this would be um, KFC and McDonald's compete directly, mm -hmm. but KFC and my local cafe also compete um, for my lunch dollars, but it's yes. indirectly. They're, they're, like they're still competing for lunch, but they're competing on a different kind of Yeah, they're not offering the same menu. Yeah, so and we find this maybe five times out of ten, there's competitors in there that are well worth looking at. They could okay. be taking business but in a different way. Um, yeah. And so then we actually give them the yellow tick. They're not a red. 
Uh, this just gives them mm. the yellow. Yeah. Now, we spent a bit of time going through all of that and it'll take yeah. a bit of time to do it. Uh, it might take you half an hour to an hour. But what it gives you is this incredible picture. <laughs> it's 10,000 foot view and you can see all the green and you can see all the red and all the yellow. Now, we did one for a client just yesterday and we looked at it and one competitor was all green. So it's very clear they are the marketing okay. heroes of their industry. You, you can see. Right, okay. Now, they may not be the market dominators yet, but the fact that they're aggressively marketing might mean that they're a threat to your, to your business and to okay. the, and the industry. They may be dominant in the next year or so. Okay. Yeah, I guess the, the grid's a, a really great way to just have a quick scan, right, right. and sort of see where everybody's sitting, including yourself because we've included our own business in this. Yes. And then you've got ones with all the red and that might be you. <laughs> Which is okay. Um, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You've got to start somewhere. And then, then there's the ones with yellow. So often what we would do is like pick the top three and then do a deeper dive. So some of those things you're talking about, you know, looking at landing pages off Facebook ads, doing a deep dive yeah. on SEO, uh, all those sorts of things. You may want to go deeper on maybe three of them. Don't do all okay. nine. Do those top three and see yeah. what you can sort of glean glean from there. We, we, we will actually make sort of comprehensive notes on what they're doing and what's working and what's not, who's, who's ranking for all these terms. And there's, there's a fair bit more you can find out should you choose to. Doing it for nine is fairly onerous. It's going to take you a long time. And, yeah. um, so, so you get this 10,000-foot view and then, uh, then a fairly detailed look at, the, at three of those. Brilliant. Okay. So I guess the next point that w- once we've done this grid, the next point we come to is then, so how do we get a really good gut feel for the competitive landscape? So what's, what's the next step? We've got our 10,000-foot view We've got our green, yellow, and red. We've sort of deep dived on, done a deep dive on three. What do we do next? So doing all of that work will have maybe shoved all this information into your head and you've got to let it settle a bit. But I would take one more step, and that is to review the think, feel, do of the nine competitors. Now, in our last episode, we went into this in a fair bit of detail. But the... Very quick review. Go and listen to that for the details. But the very quick review is that think is the words they've used. What is the clarity statement they've used above the fold on the homepage? They've said something. What is it? Is it good? Is it not good? Is it vague? Is it clear? Um, You want it to be clear is is the summary. Then there's the feel. What's the look and feel? Is the picture warm and inviting? Has it got pictures of people? Can you see their faces? Can you see their eyes? Um, Does it show you how... Uh, the experience is going to be working with that company. Uh, and then of the colours and the design, is, the, is that all kind of cohesive and nice? It doesn't have to be your taste, but it has to be like co- cohesive. Um, it doesn't work. <laughs> and then what's the, the do is the calls to action. What are they wanting you to do? Do they want you to watch a video? Do they want you to download some sort of lead magnet? Are they saying contact us, book a quick chat? What, what's their... What's their they do so that's the think feel do you want to review that because that's what they've done is they've tried to summarize if they've thought it through and that maybe they haven't they've tried to summarize their whole business and encapsulate that in the above the fold section of their homepage. so everything they do they they want you to go bang in 10 seconds they want you to 
get a very quick first impression. And, and so by doing that, you're getting a very good insight into their business. So yeah. what you've done now is crammed all of that into your head and you probably just want to take it all in, go for a walk around the block and let that filter. And your brain will start to sort this out over the coming days and you'll, get a, you'll start to get a gut feel for mm. where you sit. Yeah. And that probably leads us to the next two questions. Um, it, it, yeah. it does, doesn't it? Really well. So, so now you've got that. So you've got all this information, as you said, it's sort of moving around in your head. How do you find your opportunities? So yeah. looking at all of that information and, and it's in your head, it's there, it's like, okay, what do we, what do, we do next? Yeah, so the trick here with opportunities, you're actually, you're actually trying to spot what isn't there. Right. And, and spotting what isn't there is far harder than assessing what is there. Mm, where are the gaps? Yeah. Sherlock Holmes, um, there's one of his mysteries, there's, uh, th- there's a murder that happens in a house and I have no idea who did it. There's no clues. There's nothing. Until Sherlock Holmes figures out that the dog didn't bark. That night that the murder happened, the dog didn't bark. It's like, well, that's oh. interesting. So he's observed something that didn't happen. Happen, yeah. And okay. because the dog didn't Good analogy, James. Right, because the dog didn't bark, <laughs> they're going, this must be somebody that the dog knew. So maybe yeah. it's a family member. And so that drastically lowered the, the pool of people they're looking at. So we're looking at those gaps. Okay. So what sort of gaps would, are you looking for then? I mean, I know we're trying to look for something that we don't yeah, know yeah. isn't so, there. <laughs> so this will require some thought, hence the walk around the block, right? Or maybe let it sort of percolate yeah. for a few days. Just give it some – honestly, your brain, your subconscious sorts these things out for you. It, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll form some opinions for you so you don't rush it. Um, I, would, I would ask some messaging gaps. So you've looked at the think, the think, think feel, do, their clarity statements, mm-hmm. their hero images, and their calls to action. What, what isn't being said that should? Mm. They might be pushing something. They might be pushing outcome or price. or they. And what, what is it that you're promoting yourself on that's different? Something that's different, yeah. Yeah, or, or something missing there. What, yeah, what's not being said? Um, promoting on values is always one that's interesting to me. Instead of talking about, what is it? Uh, price, convenience, and quality. They're kind of the three major things. What if you talked about values? We're a values based business. So you're just changing the narrative. And so, so that could be a gap. Yeah. That's an example. But you're going to have to use your own entrepreneurial intuition and creativity to, to spot what that will be. What that is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I guess you move on, you just go through the grid then, right? So kind of. that's looking at, at the website. So then we, we looked at organic social and we looked at, at paid social and LinkedIn. So then there's gaps that sit within those areas as well. Yeah. So we might, like in terms of social, you might be looking for gaps, like there, who's posting, who's not posting. Yep. Who's advertising, who's not advertising and, and how they're using LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, you know, are they active on LinkedIn? Are they not? Exactly. The, those there's sort of those gaps there. Where with SEO, what are the gaps that we'd be trying to look for or identify there? Right. So sometimes sometimes in the search results there's a bit of a hodgepodge. So we talk about we talk about transactional searches and informational searches. So if you type in the word say accountancy, 
you might get a definition of accountancy. That's information. You might get like studying accountancy. Okay. That's an information search. You might get a job in accountancy. That's an informational search. But if you type in accountant Chatswood, you should get accountants in Chatswood. So that's not informational anymore. That's transactional. I'm now looking for someone to do business with. Yes. Now, if if you type that in and you go in in there and there's Seek Advertising Jobs and Macquarie Uni Advertising University degree, you're going, yeah. ah, there's potentially an opportunity for us to get into that front page and knock those informational searches out because I don't think that's really what the intent of people is. What Yeah, what people are searching for yeah. or what they want when they're searching those words. Okay. But maybe yeah. maybe – Maybe the competitors that are ranking top are, are a bit weak. Then maybe there's an opportunity just to dominate. Um, maybe they're not writing sort of helpful content or recording video. That they, they might there might be gaps in their content strategy. Mm. Their backlink profile. I'm getting technical now, but their backlink profile might <laughs> be weak. So so there's a whole stack of SEO gaps, and I'm just sort of starting at the surface and then going going deeper mm. you can do you can do crawls of people's website and see just the massive mess that it's in <laughs> to google looking at it seeing it an absolute nightmare um so you might present to google a very clean site with no broken images broken pages you know everything's good uh so so there's some seo gaps the the, the next one to do with search is google ads gaps and and i guess our experience around Google Ads is that for the right business, it's an incredible lead generation tool. Yeah. And for the wrong business, it's an incredible waste of money. So really you want to do a bit of research in Google Ads. The, yeah. the Google Ads uh, keyword tool allows you to do projections. So you can go in and do that and then see is that an opportunity. If no one's in there, maybe there's an opportunity. Or maybe no one's in there because it doesn't work and they've tried it before. There might be a reason. <laughs> there might be a reason, yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, every niche is going to be different. Absolutely. Now, following from those, we've gone through the grid, is then to kind of throw the doors open and go, well, what else? Yeah, okay, yeah. Is there an email marketing opportunity or an automation? Is there a video opportunity? And video can encompass YouTube, uh, but obviously video on the website, but then there's TikTok. There's a number of ways video can be used. What about lead magnets? Mm. What about chatbots? Yeah. Uh, should we be on Snapchat? Uh, and, our, and then on and on and on it goes. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful things you can do that, and often, often lots of them are nonsense, yeah. but there might be that one piece of gold that's worth doing for you. And again, that'll be unique to your business. Absolutely. Yeah. When you, you might see like your competitors, perhaps they are doing some video. Right. Uh, as an example. Um, or perhaps they have a pop-up on their website to sign up to join their email database. And that might be one of those things that sort of sparks some thought, you know, or just something you note down that you go, oh, okay, that's just something different that competitor's doing. Yeah. Um, and you just note it down and then and then you look at, okay, how are they using that? And, yeah, what, what opportunity does that present for you? Yeah. I think we've seen that with lots of clients. Um, there's been di- different opportunities that have come up so some for podcasting some for chatbots some for different yeah. videos uh, all, all sorts of things that's actually like the opportunities 
part of this whole competitor analysis is actually the most exciting part. Yes. <laughs> Once yeah, you've I got all so. this that, information. What's the future look like? Where should I be investing my time and my money in future? Yeah. Absolutely. You've got all this information looking at what you're doing and what your competitors are doing and then you're like, oh, what can we do next? Yeah. <laughs> I guess with with opportunities though, the other side to that is threats. Yeah. And so how do we identify threats? Yeah, right. So so if you've got a kind of A-game marketer in your industry, they're potentially right out in the lead and maybe they're dominating mm. SEO and so you're going to have to knock them off the perch and that's going to take, that's going to take effort. Maybe they've got yeah. um, massive followers and massive engagement or maybe they've just got better followers and better engagement than you. That, that could be a threat. Um, okay. A different threat is kind of, am I saying the same thing as everybody else? And mm, that's a great point. Classic, classic we see in an industry is everybody's kind of saying the same things the same way. The same thing, yeah. And I love Mike Michalowicz's quote that better isn't better, different is better. It's like, yeah. I'm, I, my, um, my, like real estate agents. Oh, we'll get a better price for you. No, we'll get a better, better price for you. Hang on, we'll yeah. get a better, better, better price. It's like really, okay. How can how can we differentiate by yeah. being by being different? So if I, That's it. Yeah. How can how can we be different to be better? Yeah, yeah. Different is better. How, so that's a real threat. Am I just mm. am I just beige potato? Well, that's everyone's yeah. just yeah beige vanilla all the same then, yes. right? And it's. That that is a threat because the threat is you could, you're just going to get missed and oh, you're washed just over. Noise. You're just noise. <laughs> yeah, you're just noise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one is when we look at that think Phil do do some of them have stronger messaging than yours? Is their mm, okay. clarity statement stronger? Is their hero mm. stronger? Is their call to action stronger? Yeah. I think actually in our, our last episode when you were talking about that clarity statement, you, you had a great tip and I'll just touch on it quickly here is to actually get people that you know to have a look at your clarity right. statement yeah. and, and to just be really honest with you and say, when you look at my website and the clarity statement, can you tell me quickly what it is we do? Like can you explain it to yeah. me? Um, that's a really good way and if people could just be really honest with you. Right. <laughs> that's a really good convince. way to know. Yeah, you got to convince your yeah. next door neighbour. Don't be nice. Yeah. Just tell me what you see. Yeah. You're not, you're yeah. not helping. You'll know if you've got a strong message or not. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. So then your calls to action. Have you got the right calls to action? Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. V- videos. Sh- should you be using video? To, if, if you sell something complex, how can you mm. use video to make that complex thing simple? Okay. Reduce the confusion. Okay. Um I mean, maybe other people are doing that. They're making things very simple and you're, maybe you're vague, maybe you're poetic, maybe you're funny, maybe you're quirky, but you're not very clear. That might be hurting you. So yeah, there's some thoughts. Obviously, you go through the grid and you'll find some threats, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's plenty to do. Now, at the Absolutely. end of that, you should have a really good sense of what your competitors are doing. But better than that, you have a, a list of opportunities of things you, you could be doing next. Yeah. Oh, that's that's brilliant. I hope I hope our listeners go and start if they haven't already done one. Yes. Go and re- recap all of that. So I guess we will, that's a good point. Let's do a recap. So find your competition. So there's some that you already know, and then you can go back through through Google and use some some keywords 
to to do some uh, research through Google and get a list. So we're going to have a list of sort of you know five five to ten different competitors. And the next thing we want to do is get that ten thousand foot view. So we'll create a grid and and have our traffic light system and, and analyze their website, the, their social media, their SEO, their Google ads. Then we're going to get a gut feel of the landscape. And once we've got that gut feel of the landscape, it's going to help us identify the opportunities and the threats. Yep. And then you're going to be ready to take on the world with your marketing. Yeah. So I, I hope we've given you enough ammunition to do some damage on this one. Um, but obviously this is a part of our playbook that we do week in, week out for our clients. And if you say, hey, I'd rather get the professionals to do this and do it myself, we can do it for you. So you just jump on our website and book a quick chat. We'd uh, love to chat with you and see if this is the right fit. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. This episode of Digital Marketing That Puts People First was brought to you by The Online Co. It's produced by Harry Parnwell. The music is by Harry Parnwell. You can find us at theonlineco.net. If this has been helpful for you, maybe it'll be helpful for some of your friends or your acquaintances, please feel free to share it, subscribe, and if you leave us a review, it definitely helps us. Take care, guys.